if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. Alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. Before we get too deep into this episode, I am so excited to announce that Braving the Elements is coming to San Francisco. We are going to be doing a live episode of Braving the Elements at SF Sketchfest this January. We will be up there January 9th at 1 p.m. at the Great Star Theater for all the information, including guest info and more of what you can find for the three-week-long comedy festival we have going on, you can visit sfsketchfest.com. That's SF, like San Francisco, sfsketchfest.com. I have to say, it was such a treat talking about those kind of big picture themes and life lessons with Ijeoma and Karama. It kind of felt like therapy. Totally. Right? I learned so much. There were so many connections. Anybody, if you haven't listened to that yet, it's really a can't miss episode. I know it was one of Mike and Brian's favorites just because they love hearing the different ways in which people take what they've learned from Avatar and apply it to their own lives or, or get inspiration from it. Great episode. Can't wait to do more like that. And for this episode, we're talking about one of the most awesome episodes of book one, in our opinion. And of course, we're talking about the Blue Spirit. The Blue Spirit. Oh, so good. One of my favorites, for sure. One of the most memorable episodes, for sure. And listen, I'm saying that, and I'm not even biased. You can be biased because it's a very Zuko-centric, very wonderful Zuko episode. But if I think it's one of the best episodes of the season. Listen, I don't have any bias at all. All right. But, you know, it's one of those situations where I'm watching the episode again now, and I've watched it a few times over the years. When we originally did it, I may have not understood any of this stuff because not like I talked a lot during this episode. Like, That's literally. very true. There's you, a lot. Yeah, did you, what'd you say, one thing? I think something at the end when the mask comes off, like I, I say something in the forest or something like that. But... Yeah. I mean, I say stuff at the beginning as Zuko. Yeah. I mean, you do talk to Iroh. But as the blue spirit, I don't talk. And we don't even know in the episode, he's never named the blue spirit, right? I mean, that's the name of the episode, but I don't think anybody ever says the word blue blue spirit. spirit in this one. I don't think so. I think he's just a mysterious figure in this one. We know from the title that he's the Blue Spirit and we'll be calling him the Blue Spirit because that's kind of more fun than calling him Zuko, right? Right. But does anyone call him the Blue Spirit in the whole show? No one ever says the words Blue Spirit, do In they? this whole episode? No, I don't think so. It's kind of cool. It's like one of those superheroes that you like. everyone knows who the superhero is, but we don't ever say their name. That's right. But wait, but who else do we do that with? I don't know. There's got to be somebody Said like that. that. <laughs> This is the same thing as when we decided that sp- it was a known thing that animals could see the spirits and then we realized we didn't know where we heard that. It's the same thing. We're like, you know, the superheroes were like, we know their name, but no one else like really calls them by that. And then I realized right. I myself could not think of an actual example of that. <laughs> there are people like that for sure. Please let us know because otherwise we're going to think we're crazy and we came up with that out of nowhere. Okay, so quick recap. Uh, Shout out, as always, to uh, Avatar Wiki. Always a great resource. Some really cool trivia that we pulled out of the wiki for this one as well. A couple things I knew, a couple things we did not know. So Zhao is promoted as admiral in this episode, and we meet this group of professional archers called the Yuyan Archers, who are super badass. And uh, this is all happening while Sokka and Katara have become sick, and actually sick because of the storm that they were in. A lot of the time, we don't necessarily have that A to B Like, this episode just happened, and here's the consequence in the next episode. Yeah, I did notice that. And so we have Aang trying to get something that is going to help Sokka and Katara 
get through their illness. We have Zuko feeling frustration because Zhao has decided that he's going to prioritize finding the Avatar and in fact is sending out other people besides Zuko to try to get the Avatar. And we have this mysterious character with a blue mask. We don't know who he is, but he is inserting himself into these situations, creating quite a scuffle. So there is just a lot going on in this episode. We say that every episode because turns out this is a great show with a lot going on in every episode. But it was written by Mike DiMartino and Brian Konetsko. Shout out to our dads and directed by the great Dave Filoni. But Dee, don't you love that like alter ego? We talk about the mask as a form of freedom, a way of being a person that you wouldn't ordinarily be. It's very cool. Look, if anyone has a cool alter ego, that's cool. Like, Hands down. Like, you're this nerd in one school district, but you go to the next school district and you drive a motorcycle. Like, that's cool. The fact that Zuko, and and we're foreshadow report, but it's within the episode, has this alter ego of, you know, the quote-unquote the blue spirit, is cool. It's just, it adds another element to my guy that's like, what? I mean, he's coming from the storm. You start to find all this new cool stuff about the past of Zuko, and then they push it forward to, like, not only does he have a crazy past— he also has a costume and does some superhero stuff on the side. We didn't know that. It's so cool. Well, let's get into it. Why don't you uh, take us to the top of the episode and, and tell us what's going on at the beginning of The Blue Spirit. Well, here we are. We're looking at the top of some kind of golden red temple. And as we pan down, we see it's much more than that. Looks like a Fire Nation palace and or fortress with sentries looking out at the water and archers with very cool masks and they're they're practicing and are clearly very awesome at what they do let me ask you this are their masks painted on or are they do you know what i mean it looks like it's painted on right because there are some superheroes in other universes where you're like girl i do not know how your mask is staying on there's no straps it's just sitting on top of your face so i wasn't sure if it was one of those or if it was painted on i think it was painted on and i i actually thought about that when i was watching it also recently and it might be like you know football players have the painted on things to kind of help their vision Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. the glare i was in my mind thinking maybe these archers have something like that going on because they're so good do you know how old i was when i realized that that's what that black smudge is for this year (laughs) What? This year. Only this year. What did you think it was? Like a, a I don't know. Something cool? I don't know what I thought. To scare the other people. I genuinely never thought about it. It was just one of those things you grow up seeing it and I because I didn't play football nor did I have any friends who played football, yet I did have friends who were punks and and wore the exact same black under their eyes for a totally different reason. It was because I was watching Mad Max. I was looking at Charlize. Her makeup is so cool in this. Oh wait. I bet she puts the black under her eyes because she can't wear sunglasses because they don't have them. And then I was like, is that why football players do it? Yeah, that's why they do it. It took me going to sci-fi to sling back to understand like the most basic, like we've all seen it football. No, but at at the same token, it does look cool. Like that's why your punk friend was probably wearing it. So it does both. It, It helps with glare. And yeah. it looks cool. Yeah, it does make me wonder. And maybe we can ask, because I know Mike and Brian, it does make me wonder a little about war paint, too. Like different cultures yeah. using war paint. It's practical as well as sort of spiritual or motivational or transformational that you would figure out like, wait, if I have this under my, you know. Anyway, I think that's also interesting. But also I am embarrassed that it just happened to be this year. And we, I mean, we find out that these guys are called the Yuyan Archers, which are a very highly skilled bunch of archers of the Fire Nation. And now up in a tower looking down at them, Commander Zhao is being told by Colonel Shinu that the archers will not be going to wherever he wants them to go. Please reconsider. Their precision is legendary. The Yuyan can pin a fly to a tree from 100 yards away without killing them. And they should be more than just security guards. But the colonel says that whatever he decides goes. And after being right. dressed down by the colonel... All of a sudden, just in a very apropos moment, a bird arrives with a written message from, turns out to be Fire Lord Ozai, saying that it just, it so happens that General Zhao is now being promoted from uh, a general to an admiral. And now Zhao says, you know, my request is now an order. That's a real, like, slap in the face. Yeah, honestly, the poor colonel in the sense of, like, there's nothing more embarrassing than a messenger bird just like dropping down and like 
crushing your power immediately right as you're finished dressing someone down to have the bird be like, psst, um, by the way, he is now your superior. (laughs) I know. Ouch. And it was cool to kind of see stuff in the Fire Nation that we all think like the Fire Nation just kind of follows these rules of just madness. But you're like, oh, no, these two generals are going at each other and going, that guy trying to do his job like just a regular Fire Nation general. And then we sort of look above that. We see the archers, we see Zhao and the colonel. And then above that, we see a strange figure. I know, which was a cool shot. Was that mask ever on the shelf or anything in previous episodes? I want to confidently say that everybody else has been so great with sharing me the details, uh, pitching in on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, that between all of us, the Avatarverse army keeping our eyes out for stuff like that, I feel like one of us would have... You, me, or any of the listeners would have been like, I can't believe you didn't shout out the blue mask. Yeah. So I'm going to fairly confidently say we haven't seen it. I feel like the two swords were on the wall in his ship, though. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I think the two swords were there. I think you're right. If memory serves, when Zuko soundly got beaten by his own mattress very early on, (laughs) we saw those swords. All right. So we then kind of fade out from that. That's like this kind of cool moment it's it sort of stands on its own it's like a cold open but not but it but it stands on its own and then we kind of fade in now it's daytime and it looks like we're in the ruins of i mean it's really cool it looks almost like there was a city of stone built into the mountains um it's clearly abandoned now there's a lot of rubble uh Sokka is in his sleeping bag and Katara is trying to lower Sokka's fever with you know just a wet cloth that's all she's got at this point and Sokka is doing that thing where where someone has a fever and they sound drunk, uh, which is pretty fun. He's talking about how much he loves Appa's sense of humor. Aang comes in to see how his buddy's doing, and this is where we find out, oh, he's sick because of the storm they were in. Yikes. So there are real-life repercussions to some risks that are taken. He's hallucinating in another state. Yeah, he's not okay, and I will add that he does have this sort of worm of snot that keeps going in oh, his yeah. nose Disgusting. as he's inhaling and exhaling. At the end of the day, Nickelodeon has to sprinkle in a little bit of good old-fashioned Nickelodeon juice, and in this case, it is there's some snotty kids. There are some snotty kids. I feel like that's kind of a fun humor kind of little kid moment. Totally. And then Jack descent of just going delirious is funny also. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, so Aang was out trying to find Ginger Root. He didn't find that, but somehow he actually found a map, which is pretty cool. And he says that on the map, he sees that there's an herbalist kind of institute at the top of the mountain right near where they are. And Katara's like, no, Sokka just needs to rest. But as she's saying that, of course, now she starts coughing. And, you know, Aang's getting really worried. Sokka is fully hallucinating that he's earthbending. Take that, you rock! This is getting out of control. Aang has got to find the herbalist. He's getting ready to leave on his glider. Suddenly a bunch of lightning causes him to kind of think better of that. And so he decides to walk instead. I don't know what that lightning is about. I just realized, as I'm saying this. I just assumed, like, the storm, it's not over. It's a big storm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's all I could think either. Because you see the lightning, and we're accustomed to thinking that means something or it's going to be something about, like, firebending or the actual storm again. But all it does is discourage him from getting up on his glider, and he decides that he's going to walk. That's going to take him a really long time on foot. But then he does this giant leap through the air and then he's just like running super fast, which is actually very satisfying. Which is pretty fun. What happens after we see Aang running super fast, almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon? Then we cut back to Zuko's ship. They're discussing how they lost the Avatar but plan to head northeast when all of a sudden the shadow of a much bigger Fire Nation ship appears. And we find out that it's the Admiral's ship and he's very hot to get someone to capture the Avatar. Uh, well, surprisingly to me, Uncle Iroh seems very pleased about Jao's promotion. I was like, really, Uncle? Yeah, Dang. what's that about? I know. Is it just part of him being distracted and just kind of being like, it's is it like still the foil for Zuko's frustration? Just Maybe. Uncle Iroh seems to have the wrong, the wrong response 50% of the time as Zuko He's would have it. He's just a jolly guy. He's, yeah. he's happy for anybody that's doing something good in their life, maybe. <laughs> good old Uncle right. just roots for everybody, I guess. But Zuko... Has no intention of helping uh, the Admiral and tells them to get lost. Meanwhile, Iroh is killing it in a game of pie show. I, I thought about when they, when they, you know, you could see him in the background. He's like, yo, I'm killing it in the game. And I'm thinking again how 
you said earlier, like some somebody or some people put together how to play the game through what was you know what's been on the board in in these yeah. things. And I was looking at the board, like what's the rules of this game? Yeah, totally, totally. And also, like, I mean, Iroh is royalty. Yes, he is accompanying his yeah. Danish nephew, and of course, but it is pretty funny that he is playing with two people who just by necessity have to be quote unquote beneath him in some way just because yeah. of who he is but he's like totally taken all of their money and i know he, not only has he totally cleaned up but he's like i think you're getting better at this let's get back together and do this again you're just telling them that because you want to take more of their money that's true pool shark if you're playing like chess against prince charles do you, and you're like do you just gotta let him win you're like i can checkmate this guy but he's maybe my king yeah. And the other thing about Iroh. this scene is Zhao's on Zuko again. It's like every time Zuko's trying to do something, like now Zhao's here. Like Zhao's here. My dude yeah. is here. This is like the worst guy. Like this guy hates me, you know? And yeah. it's like I turn yeah. around and the ship is so much bigger than mine. And now he's an admiral. I hate General Zhao or Admiral Zhao. I hate <laughs> Zhao is what I'm trying to say. He's the worst. Zuko's just annoyed. Which cannot blame him at all. No. So from there, we leave Zuko in this frustrated state. And now we're kind of in this almost like a deer blind. It's like a cross between a deer blind and like one of Jet's, uh, one of Jet's little villages or, or one of Rufio's. You know, we're up in this kind of tree house. Right. And it's these two sentries who are lookouts. And they've been given those wanted flyers with Aang's face on them. I think that's the first time we're seeing these wanted pictures, which I've been seeing in a lot of cons yeah. lately. Really cool. Really cool. But yeah, this idea of it's not just Zuko's job anymore. Just anybody, please grab the avatar. Like, let's, you know, right. let's let's get this guy, which is, you know, that's tough because it's been Zuko's life calling and no one else has seemed to care this whole time. And now all of a sudden the avatar's back. And now everybody's on the lookout. Everybody's trying to get a piece of the avatar. Right. And, but they're like, so they're saying, you know, one of them is saying to the other, like, oh, you know, the Fire Nation... Like, this wanted poster says the Avatar can run really fast and do this and do that. And the other one's like, oh, it's just Fire Nation propaganda. It's like propaganda. I love that. They have a shack where they obviously have a good vantage point. They got a telescope. They got a telescope. And they also got the wanted posters. They get the updates. But the other one looks through his telescope as he has just said, you know, as, as his friend has just said to him, like, eh, don't believe everything you read. That's not true. Um, and then immediately he looks through his telescope and sees Aang approaching with just comedically fast speed we just saw him kicking up a serious amount of dust and they got blown away they got blown away they got blown away yeah and then back at the ruin now we have Sokka's begging Katara for water he's very very thirsty so Katara's turns to Momo it's like Aang's gone who's left gotta get Momo to help no I love seeing Katara through Momo's POV his his point of view and to see what she's saying to him and he really wants to communicate with her but it's like that language. It's so hard. First of all, it's all green. I don't know what's that. That's like, he had like an alien. <laughs> he has a green lens. Green scope of yeah. green view of life. It's all green. Yeah. And then that sound that she's making, I feel like I want like someone to sample how Katara's talking and put it in like a techno song or something, you know, because it was <laughs> like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put a beat under it because I'm like, what is she saying? But he's going out trying to get some. He he. We eventually see him trying to get a lot of stuff for Katara because he's trying to communicate. But sometimes uh, our animals. Yeah. I often wonder when we look at our that, animals what they hear. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, I mean, yeah. you have dogs. Uh, I, the dog look at you. Yeah, and go oh like, yeah. What is Janet saying? Varney, what do you want? Yeah, and one of our dogs seems way more aware and seems to understand more and knows more commands and knows more words and is much more interested and focused on what we're saying. And the other one's kind of like. Meh. I gotta do some serious research on this. Siberian. Hold on a second. You're a Korra and you have a Siberian husky? Uh, <laughs> that's very. That's Naga ish, yeah. right? It's on brand. 100% it's on brand. So you're right. So Mobo does seem like he wants to help. He does take the flask, so at least he's got that with him. Meanwhile, Aang is still running incredibly fast. Now he's going up a huge set of stairs to an old temple, and he runs into this kind of cool greenhouse. We see the herbalist. She's this kind of old cool looking woman and Mm -hmm. he's very worried so immediately begs for help but she's just kind of not feeling worried she's like your friends are going to be fine 
I've been up here for over 40 years, you know. Used to be others, but they all left years ago. Now it's just me and Miyuki. That's nice. And there is her white, fluffy, Persian-ish kind of cat. It's just a cat, right? Yeah, I think it's just a cat. I was wondering that. Doesn't even, I guess not, I shouldn't say Persian because it doesn't have that little mushed up nose. But it's fluffy. Um, but he's a lot of white fur, very fluffy. Puffy cat. Puffy and fluffy. And as he's talking to the herbalist, it sounds like wounded people still come from time to time, even though it's kind of an abandoned area. Right. They do still show up and come for remedies and they do leave healed. And she has been making some sort of like poultice while all of this is going on. She is looking for ginger root. This seems like a good clue to us because we know Aang was also looking for ginger root but she's taking a really long time to do this thing so we kind of leave Aang while this woman is still making this thing that we don't know what it is and we go back to Zuko and what's going on there now we're back on the ship of Zuko and he's practicing firebending he's very angry you know I I notice he has no sleeves on his jacket he has a very boy band like look going on (laughs) totally sleeveless (laughs) totally he had to have the cutoff sleeve shirt on at the moment because he's upset. That's and right. he's just firebending by himself. <laughs> just Again, he's working out his aggression. And then Iroh checks in on him. Is everything okay? It's been almost an hour and you haven't given the men an order. So now just the whole crew is stagnant. They're like, well, Zuko is not telling us to do. They're not doing anything? Like, what's going on, you guys? Like, we're a <laughs> ship. Cook dinner. Something. Scrub the deck. What's going on? Why do you guys have to wait for me to tell you something to do? Because he has set that up. That's the dynamic. Lord forbid you do something without Zuko's permission. So now if he's frustrated. Weren't you guys just in the storm with me the last episode? Don't you understand my plight? Yeah. I mean, just do your regular chores. Now I'm feeling frustrated. Talking about Zuko's frustration. You got to give us this line because it is a classic. It is a classic. It's a classic. We ha- this full-on Zuko lament. Well, he's just there. He's so frustrated. Now this admiral's on his butt and doing things that he wants to do. And then all these people are looking for the Avatar. That's his job. And he's realizing that Admiral Zhao has these archers and all these other resources. Like he has a way better chance of doing what he's trying to do. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to find the Avatar, but now Zhao's cheating because now he's become an admiral. Now he has a whole army of people and the best archers in the world. He got all these people. And then Zuko has that moment looking over the railing of the ship and he, and he says that line. My honor, my throne, my country. I'm about to lose them all. That's heavy. It's heavy. He's coming to terms with he's not going to get what he thinks he wants. That's a very careful way of putting it that I appreciate because that's some good foreshadowing in there. He doesn't think he's going to get what he thinks he wants. You don't think I've listened to my Uncle Iroh? You don't think I've been listening to my Uncle Iroh for years now? (laughs) I know how to Avatar talk. (laughs) That's right. You nailed it. You nailed it. All right, so we are back with Aang and the herbalist. Now, she has found her ginger root, so that's good news. Aang snatches at this concoction that she's been making, and unfortunately, it turns out that what she was making actually has nothing to do with Aang. It's just dinner for Miyuki. So she tells him, no, 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 you don't need this whole poultice thing. No, what you need to find are these frozen wood frogs, and if somebody sucks on them, it'll get rid of their fever, but make sure they're frozen because I guess when they thaw out, they're useless. He just, his immediate response is like, you're crazy. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I've lost a few screws, but it's all good. It's not, it didn't seem like a, that bad of a life when you get old. No, she was very content with her situation, for sure. Totally. I mean, that was something that, like, the first I ever heard about a frog and that a human would have any kind of contact with their mouth, this Colorado River toad that has an actual psychoactive oh, I heard about that. venom that comes through their skin. And people would say, like, don't ever put any kind of frog or toad near your mouth because it could be one of these. A, is poisonous, and B, even if you just have small exposure to it, it could make you, you know, see all these weird things that go crazy and stuff. So Really? Uh, we like to have a life lesson every once in a while. Don't go out sucking no. on any frogs after this episode. Or don't please, play everyone. with frogs and put your hands in your mouth. I would say continue to not do that, everyone. Even if we, in this story, in this universe, we have a healing frozen frog that you can suck on. So he's got to go out and find that. As he's kind of running away, he's like, all right, got to go find these frogs. Two arrows 
kind of hit him um, because he doesn't get hurt, but they definitely pin him. And he air bends them away. And then he (laughs) tried to be very helpful and possibly very hopeful on his part is like, Uh, I think you dropped this. What a nice kid. I don't think it was an accident, my friend. And in fact, of course it wasn't. There's a ton of the Yuyan archers. They are clearly aiming right for him. Then we have this a wonderful treetop, tree branches chase. Again, reminiscent of the Jet episode. Shout out to Crawford and the rest of the amazing actors in that. Aang runs. They are close behind. What's up with that? They're like as agile as Aang. Aang jumps off the cliff. Okay, he's an airbender. And then these other guys with bow and arrows just jump off the cliff with them. I'm like, what are these guys doing? Then they're like shooting arrows in the tree to slow themselves down. Or Where have these guys been the whole show? I mean, they're superheroes. Where are these guys? I know. No wonder why the Fire Nation won. Look at our archers, you guys. For sure. Well, now you see why. We do see why Zhao got to give it to him for this at least. He did not want them to just be guards and sentries. So I guess that's the answer, right? Is the reason we haven't seen them, even though they're incredibly resilient, brave, tactical, talented, skilled, like agile, they've just been guarding they've just been guarding fortresses guarding castles gar- guarding temples perhaps and that's why Zhao wanted was like I gotta in- I gotta get these guys going I gotta get them out doing my bidding because they're amazing and they're being wasted here and I mean I don't like to agree with Zhao but I have to say he was right because they are really <laughs> they're really, really good, good they're really this. really good so Aang is desperately running from them he does end up in this sort of sad looking swamp which I guess must be cold as well because the frogs are frozen. He does find these frozen frogs and he is trying to gather them up, but he's also being bombarded by these arrows and they do end up successfully pin him to a tree trunk still alive. That was a real foreshadow report. Yeah, he was multitasking on the That's way. That's true. He could have evaded it if he weren't trying to if he wasn't trying to save his sick friends. So, don't get too cocky, you young archers because Aang was yeah. distracted. Okay? He wasn't 100% avatar doing stuff. He was multitasking. You're right. And then they put the net on him. But, you know, Zhao said they they can pin a a fly from 100 yards without killing him. And, boy, that is exactly what they did with Aang. And that Aang is now that fly. Well, you know, as Zuko, I'm like, I'm trying to capture the Avatar, like, many, many episodes. All these different people are capturing the Avatar. Do we notice how many Mm -hmm. times this Avatar is getting caught? Like, he keeps (laughs) getting caught. Just not by me. Like... That's right. I'm like, who knew we needed like an archer? The other guy that caught him had some other. It's a net. It's always a net. You needed a net because yeah. everyone who caught him so far <laughs> had a net. It's true. He was overthinking it. He's overthinking it. So I just want to throw that out there. The next time we see him, Aang is strapped between two pillars inside a Fire Nation temple and surrounded by the fortress walls. And this can't be good. Zhao approaches. And he says, so this is the great Avatar, master of all the elements. I don't know how you've managed to elude the Fire Nation for a hundred years, but your little game of hide-and-seek is over. Aang's like, I've never hidden from you. Untie me and I'll fight you right now. Which, you know, I'm like, wow, okay. Twelve-year-old kids. Gotta love him. He's looking at, you know, one of the most powerful general admirals in the Fire Nation army. He's like, let's fight right now. He's 12! Yeah, but love it. Jal then unveils all this stuff about what his plans to do with Aang. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. And then I was like, oh, he's not going to kill him because if we kill you, then you're just going to reincarnate into the next after. We have to find the next one. And so what we're going to do is just barely keep you alive. And he starts, I mean, again, for a kid's show, he starts saying some really dark things, Yeah, you know? And I was like, wow, Chow's going in right now. It's just adding insult to injury, too. It's like he's re- it's like some psyop stuff that he's like, oh, you must miss everybody you loved is dead. Aww, All right. That's right. going to be tough. You're like, come on. You already got him. This is sadistic. It makes you hate the character even more. Cut back over to Katara and Sokka. They're both really sick, so we have to contend with that. And Momo should be back any minute. And there he is. In fact, he does come back. And he drops her a dead rat. So that's hot water. She tries to tell him again, no, you know, we need we need water. We need water. So he runs away. And now, aha, where was this mysterious figure that we only saw at the beginning of the show? Finally, we get a chance to see him again on the outskirts of this kind of fortress in the dark forest. We see that mysterious 
person in the blue mask who has now gotten himself up under the bottom of a wagon. Again, very medieval. There are some great moments like what you see in great action movies and stuff where, you know, he's under the carriage and a guard is like about to look under and you're like, oh, no, he's... Which you kind of don't know why you're rooting for him, but you are because it's Fire Nation. Watching this for the first time, we don't know who this person is at all. Yeah, but you get a feeling it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? It's like we know that Zhao stinks and we know that the Blue Spirit has been spying on Zhao. And now we know that this Blue Spirit character is clearly not allowed in the fortress where where all of this Fire Nation power is, but he is getting in anyway. So we are rooting for him. It so could they, be when they Jet look, for all we know. It could be Jet. Could be it Jet. Could, could be Jet. Know? But the soldiers like look underneath and you're like, oh no, he's it. But it's like, no, he already got himself into the wagon. He's crafty. Crafty. Now he's inside the wagon. He gets through all the way into the temple or palace area where... Zhao is giving this very intimidating, very rousing speech to these like very neat, tidy lines of Fire Nation soldiers. Um, and he's giving this, this speech about how, you know, they've captured the Avatar and this is the year that the comet is going to bring them their power and how they're going to be able to destroy Ba Sing Se. It sounds so horrible. I know. But here's this character who's, again, the figure, figure in the blue mask and easily kind of navigating the castle. He's very agile. And then we kind of go back to Aang, who's still tied up. Unfortunately, all of the frogs have unfrozen and they're sort of slowly leaping away. The frogs become very funny. It's true. It's true. We need that comic relief, too. The Fire Nation soldiers see the frogs coming. But before they can even kind of wrap their heads around why these frogs are hopping around, suddenly a Fire Nation helmet clatters down the hallway And one of the soldiers goes to find out what it is. He turns a corner. All we can hear is him being soundly beaten. So the other soldiers go to find out what happened. And what do we see? Fire Nation soldier hanging from the ceiling. And Blue Spirit crouched in another area of the ceiling, kind of waiting to pounce. And the other soldiers are wrapped up in chains as well. All of this is kind of happening outside as Aang is hearing, like, what's this ruckus going on outside? And then the blue spirit just, like, bursts in to the room that Aang's being held in, holding his two swords, and then he's just going straight for Aang. And then, of course, at this point, this is where the show goes to commercial break. <laughs> Which we don't know what's going to happen. You're seeing this blue spirit guy being like a superhero. I mean, this guy is full-on amazing. Like, he's taking on multiple soldiers. Yeah. He's like sticking to the ceiling he's so i mean he's he's a ninja and like spider-man and a samurai at the same it's crazy i like this guy's a those that's great actually i love the idea of him being those three things combined that's kind of perfect well said well then now when we come back it turns out the blue spirit uses the source he's like running at ang like full speed but then when you think he's maybe gonna like end Aang's life and cut his head off he actually uses his swords to cut off Aang's bindings but he rescues him right and we're like whoa he just kind of leaves and Aang is asking him who are you what's going on are you here to rescue me I'll take that as a yes and then Aang sees his his frogs escaping uh but is swiped away by the blue spirit before he can grab them Meanwhile, back at the ruin, Sokka and Katara are surrounded by an insane amount of containers, jugs, brooms, <laughs> faces. I mean, Katara gold. now even, There's a lot of riches there's go- that have been given. I mean, Momo that. found gold. Momo found a crown somewhere. Katara's wearing this <laughs> crown. This goes back to the old Confucius saying, a man can have many problems, but when he has a health problem, he only has one problem. It's like you could have all the crowns like in the that. world like if that. you are sick. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much, how much, how many beautiful jewels you have. It's right? true. I used to think about that when I really had to go to the bathroom one time, I was, and I was stuck in the situation, <laughs> and I was like, I, it really doesn't matter how rich you are in the world right now. Like if we're all the same, we're equal. Well, we got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I have to say that's a perfect piece of child wisdom. Like you can't argue with it. No, you can't argue. Because we've all been there. Sokka would agree with you. He was trapped in the spirit world and he couldn't pee and he was in agony. In trouble. That's right. So yeah, Katara's wearing a crown, which is amazing. And Sokka is totally delirious. Who's this Aang kid you keep talking about, your highness? (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And again, we need that. We actually really need that. Um, Speaking of needing something, I think we need to take that quick break because Sokka needs a moment to get it together because he's not going to be very proud of himself that he referred to his sister, who he always teases, as your highness. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Calling all cat lovers. Does your picky kitty demand nothing but the best? And do you feel that's reasonable? Then Miyuki Herbal Yum Yum Powders for you. Tired of scouring your greenhouse for that perfect sprig? Order Miyuki Herbal Yum Yum Powder and simply mix with water in your everyday mortar and pestle. Your precious feline will think it's fresh ground goo. That's the Miyuki Herbal Yum Yum Powder promise. Miyuki Herbal Yum Yum Powder. Please allow 12 to 16 weeks for delivery. May not contain all promised ingredients. Offer void in the fire nation. Okay, we're back, and the blue spirit, as we are calling him, leads Aang through the sort of sewer or the sort of underground kind of water tunnels, and he's kind of pantomiming to them how they're going to escape and gesturing. Meanwhile, the admiral is sort of dictating to this scribe. I want a full transcription of my speech sent to the Fire Lord, along with glowing testimonials from all of the ranking officers present. And then he stumbles upon these Fire Nation soldiers that we saw the blue spirit thoroughly uh make completely useless because they're all chained up and of course the avatar has escaped uh there's no ang there's only one little sad groaning frog just as this is kind of being discovered and the word is going out that they've escaped you know the blue spirit and ang they're climbing a rope on this big fortress wall but they are seen and word goes out the avatar is out close all the gates immediately and Aang and the Blue Spirit are racing towards the closing gates. And that's like, then you really see, as Aang is kind of trying to airbend them out of the way, we realize that all there's so many gates, and they're all closing at the same time. So this is going to be really, really close. And the Blue Spirit is still inside the fortress. He's fighting the Fire Nation soldiers left and right. Aang gets out of the gate, but zips back in to help the Blue Spirit. Which is awesome. Right. So he grabs the guy who grabbed him and rescued him. And then he creates a sort of helicopter as he's airbending with his staff, which is awesome. And right. he sort of choppers away. Get into the chopper. Right. Grabs him and uses a little helicopter to zing away out of the way of all of these Fire Nation soldiers. But like two guys are a little bit too heavy for that copter. <laughs> That's true. Aang by himself is like, I'm gone. He's like. He got the Fair blue enough. spirit on his back. He's like, I need a bigger copter right now. Because then they end up barely getting <laughs> to like the other side and like kind of tumble yeah. down. Like, woo. And they get knocked close. down, basically. They get knocked down, right? Because then they have right. to like get into it hand to hand combat style. Right. And so now they're in hand to hand combat uh, fighting and then what's, and then airbending and they, and they try to fight their way free. There seems like endless soldiers coming at them and then climbing up their bamboo ladders to the top where Aang and the blue spirit try to fend them off. And they use a ladder as stilts and, and pole vault to get away from the soldiers coming. Dangerous stuff is going on. There's even a moment where the Blue Spirit throws one of the guys off the side. Thank goodness that's where we throw all our old mattresses. So there was a pile of mattresses that took his fall. Right. But so now they use these ladders as some stilt kind of structure, like makeshift improvisation structure that they put together in the moment. But then a Fire Nation soldier sets the whole bamboo ladder on fire. And they slide down into the courtyard. Zhao then appears and says the Avatar must be captured alive. See, now you sound like Zuko. Now we're all all talking about capturing the Avatar now. He's on that Zuko train. Zhao, now you got to capture the Avatar. I've been saying that all year. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like almost out when this happens. And when you hear the Avatar has to be captured alive, there's kind of only one thing left for the Blue Spirit to do, right? Right. Now, all of a sudden, the blue spirit, the person he's been an ally with during this whole fight, he realizes, I got to take him as ransom to a degree. All of a sudden, his swords go to Aang's throat, yeah. and he kind of backs away. And so now, Zhao realizes he has to let him go. Everyone looks at him like, what are you doing? Open the gate. Admiral, what are you doing? Let them out. Now! And then Zhao explains, a situation like this requires precision. And then as the blue spirit continues to back away with the avatar, Admiral Zhao tells one of his archers to aim carefully to knock out the blue spirit, whom he will deliver to the fire lord along with the avatar. And the arrow, great animation, the arrow goes, and of course, archers, easy money. Right on the button, pop, the arrow strikes. Yeah. And it does this, it just knocks out the blue spirit. The whole screen goes white, and we all, as an audience, get knocked out with the blue spirit. Aang catches a glimpse of the face underneath the mask. It looks like there's a scar there or something, right? Yeah, a little hint of something going on around the eye area. And then as all the the Fire Nation soldiers kind of, like, rush to, like, 
grab them, hang then air bends like a big air dust kind of cloud to obscure the view of everything. And then when it goes away, they're gone too. And Aang is about to run away. But in the end, he realizes yeah. he just makes a decision. He's going to save this blue spirit person who maybe Zuko, we don't know 100%. And then, you know, then they disappear into the forest and the cloud disperses and they're gone. And Zhao is furious. Yeah. Aang grabs him and takes him away, man. And then when Zuko comes to, we're in the forest. Clearly, we've he's made, you know, enough headway that he feels comfortable. He's set. He's clearly set Zuko down. And he's just sort of maybe a little suspiciously, a little cautiously. He's perching up on a tree and he's looking down uh, to Zuko as he wakes up. And it's a great, great scene. Cannot say enough what a beautiful little scene this is it's that very mature thing where it's like there's a bunch of stuff he could say when Zuko comes to right there's a bunch of oh my gosh Zuko you did this and did it that and he doesn't do any of that he just is sitting there and then he just kind of very quietly says that has been really hard being alone without any of his friends left I'm getting emotional and then he tells the story of his friend Kuzan, who was one of Aang's best friends, and that they would get into all this trouble together. And he says that Kuzan was from the Fire Nation, just like Zuko. I cannot believe how emotional I'm getting about this. I know. I love this scene so much. It is a wonderful scene. It's so good. And then he said, and it really is one of my favorite lines from the entire series. If we knew each other back then, do you think we could have been friends too? And you just take this deep gasp of air like, what is Zuko going to say? This is huge. Like, what is he going to say? And what does he do? Fire. He <laughs> throws a big fire bolt at my man Aang. Like, what do you think? How about a little, uh, like a heat fastball? He does. He does. And Aang retreats up to the branches. And you can feel the sadness. You can I just know. feel Aang's heaviness, even as he's so lively, you know, gracefully getting out of the way. He just gracefully bounces away. It's such a beautiful scene. It's so sad. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully animated. Aang, his back's to Zuko, and he's just kind of telling him this story. And it's what we do a lot in life. We don't really talk about what's going on in the moment. You kind of, like, refer to something in your past. And the idea yeah. of him going, look, I had a friend from the Fire Nation. Like, we could be friends, you know? And it's really... Yeah. Beautiful, especially since we just had the storm episode where we saw the similarities in their past, like the, the problems in their yeah. past. And they've saved each other. They've let each other. They've both let each other live. But right. letting someone live is very different from saving someone. Right? right. And they have saved each other. Right. I'm so emotional. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it's show. so heavy. Oh, Look, these last two show. episodes have been very, very heavy. And of course, Zuko's um, answer to the olive branch is like, I'm going to burn that olive branch up right now. Oh, yeah. To a crisp. Yeah. So what is Aang? I mean, all Aang can do at this point is go back to trying to save his real friends, his fully established friends right. who need him. So he goes out and gathers up more frozen frogs and Zuko is returning to his ship. Iroh is playing his instrument and Iroh says, you know, he's sort of, again, unflapped. He's unflappable by stuff. And he just kind of looks up and is like, oh, you missed music night last night. And Zuko's just like, I'm going to bed. No disturbances. Then you start to realize, man, he was up all night long. He pulled an all-nighter as the blue spirit. He's like, yeah, I got to get some sleep. And then Iroh does play like that beautiful instrument. And it's really cool because that instrument is kind of like becomes... The transition to the next scene. Yes. And then we return to Sokka and Katara, and uh, they stick the frozen t frogs in their mouth. Aang collapses on Appa's tail, and Sokka asks how the trip was, and asks if he made any new friends. And then sadly he replies, I don't think I did. Too soon. Too soon. Hey, Sokka, too soon. I don't think I did. He thought he did, but then he didn't. At least not yet. Yeah. Foreshadow report. Foreshadow yeah. report. And then back on the ship, Zuko lies in his bed brooding. Now we go back to this back and forth of what was going on in the storm about Aang going to sleep, Zuko getting ready for bed, brooding, and you see again the connection of the would-be hero and the would-be villain. We start to feel this connection in their stories again, which is really cool. And then yeah. 
Zuko stares at the Fire Nation symbol on the wall above his bed and then back with Team Avatar. The frogs unfreeze and then Sokka and Katara spit the frogs out. Clearly much better, but also grossed out that they're that they were sucking on these <laughs> right. frogs. But it ended funny. The episode does end with a little humor. Amazing episode. Yeah. The Blue Spirit. So, so, so great. And just to go back to Iroh, too, in that moment, you know, we just so recently talked to Andrea Romano. And, you know, of course, she, she was telling about how nervous remember she was talking about how nervous Mako was when he had to sing that song so that's what I thought of when this when he's playing the instrument is like oh this is like a precursor to him singing the song Uncle Iroh's so musical he's so musical yeah who knew Uncle Iroh was so musical playing instruments he could sing this guy is the dragon of the west he could do everything if this were like Greek gods he'd be like the Greek god of art you know if this were like Bacchus Dionysus. I mean, yes. You see a little of all of that in there, don't you? Yeah. Who else would heat up a hot springs and get in there naked and just chill? I know. <laughs> he's like a bard or like a troubadour kind of guy. Just, I mean, he's also one of the deadliest firebenders in the history of the Fire Nation. And one of the wisest, most special kind of teachers. Well, through all the turmoil he went through and probably through all the bad stuff he did as a general, he then got enlightened yeah. and so... You know, maybe Admiral Zhao has something redeeming for himself in the future. Or maybe not. Yeah. Or maybe not. Not. Now, Animal Crossing-wise, we had our Komodo rhino, which we've seen before. We had the Messenger Hawk, which is something that is regularly used to deliver mail in the Fire Nation. We have those frogs. And um, we have our frogs. A lot of frogs, frozen and unfrozen. Your pets, the frogs. They're just frogs. They're healing frogs, at least. They're healing frogs. Yeah, they're healing frogs. And then Momo and Appa. Do you want to talk about valuable bending and non-bending? Hmm. Let's think about that. Okay, so most valuable bending moment. I mean, this is tough. Well, there's a lot of characters, a lot of things going on. I think that, obviously, Aang bending to save Zuko... Yeah, which yeah, he yeah. does do by blowing up that dirt and smoke and going back for him. Smoke screen. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's a lot of airbending. And I was thinking about this early. Like, this is the first time we saw him run that fast through airbending. He's like yeah. Flash or one of those fast guys, yeah. Quicksilver. I was like, and we, I didn't know he could be fast on the ground Same. like that. So that's he's pretty amazing. But that big kind of dust cloud smoke screen thing to save the blue spirit. Zuko. Like, is it the most powerful bending? No, it doesn't no. need to be. It's just the dust. But it, the dust itself is so important in that moment because he saves right. Zuko and it creates this right. this bond that exists even if Zuko doesn't want to admit it right now, you know? Aang gets one. Aang gets an MVB. He gets one because it's all about the love story of Zuko and, and Aang, and you can take that however you want, but it is there is right. this love that's growing. It's not that fireball Zuko throws at the end? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say no to that. We'll be friends. How about fire? MVB. They call me the most valuable bender. That's the most, that's the least, the least valuable bending moment of the episode. It's his little saucy. Next time someone asks me to be friends, I'm going to throw a big fireball at their face and see what happens. You want to be friends? Uh, he can't handle it. He doesn't know what to do when someone besides Iroh is kind to him. He can't even handle it. He's like, Let's throw a fireball at uncomfortable. Face. I don't like it. Here, here's a fireball. You, for ima- you. you yeah. imagine being a kid like in preschool in the sandbox and be like, you all, you want to be friends? Like, how about some fire in your face? How about yeah. that? Yeah, you're going into a hard timeout, baby Zuko. We're not cool like that. <laughs> okay, most valuable non-bending moment. I'm going to say there are a bunch, and I'm going to give them all to the Blue Spirit because Zuko is a firebender, and he cannot bend fire at all when he's the Blue Spirit. He cannot do it. There is. When when the guards are going around the corner, the first guard that goes around the corner, fire comes out. You don't (gasps) see it, but fire does come out. You're right. We don't understand how great of a fighter he actually is. Also, I would like to say those archers are not bending and they are doing. Yeah. I mean, they caught the avatar. They had the net. They had the net. That's a great point. Seeing them traipse through the tree tops like it was nothing was pretty amazing. Also, I got to give a special shout out, at least from Katara and Sokka's point of view. The frogs. They'd be in trouble without those frogs. 
Yes. No bending and, involved in the frogs. They need some frog action. And some girls just want to feel like queen for a day. So also the moment, the non-bending moment of Appa giving a crown to Katara. They were very just Very valuable on bending. They're insane. Yeah, so there, I mean, it's, it's a lot of non-bending awards to give out. I think the archers, the Yuyan archers, they're pretty good because they caught the avatar without killing or hurting the avatar. And that was their job. And they were spectacular to watch jumping through the trees they're quite frankly you know i think they need their own show they're they're insane they're insane you know what I'll, i will give it up to them too i have mixed feelings about giving a most valuable non-bending moment to uh an adversary as it were of ang but they're but very impressive they caught them they didn't hurt them you yon archers we tip our hats to you this is we can't do much for you but we can give you this very minor, meaningless award. Exactly. Of most valuable non Maybe we'll moment. see you guys in the future. Maybe not. They, they, these guys deserve like something. They're, they're incredible. Before we wrap it up, one thing we wanted to make sure we do say, because it's really cool, it's in the art book, you can find it on Avatar Wiki as well, is that initially the mask that Zuko wears was going to be red. And for a number of reasons, they ended up not making it red. One of them was that uh, they thought that he looked like an ancient Korean version of Spider-Man. And they also didn't want to give too much away. Right. They didn't want to give too much away. I think going blue is totally opposite of what fire is so i that, i think that's a good choice it's a good choice they yeah went, they went they went left instead of going right it was so going to be the red spirit and a red mask that that's what the title was i mean it was it, they really went from red to blue it was originally called the red spirit now it's the blue spirit as we know it i can't imagine it any other way i mean i guess i can because they've made it very easy for us to what imagine about like it. but purple purple so spirit would be good spirit. purple spirit or like the chartreuse chartreuse spirit, spirit would be cool <laughs> i don't know there's other turquoise spirit turquoise spirit would have been good turquoise spirit any of those could have worked blue spirit probably yeah best though yeah so amazing amazing episode absolutely love it if that wasn't clear because i started crying during the episode um just fantastic fantastic loved talking about it with you loved it i mean i gotta say this has got to be one of my favorite episodes people always ask me what's one your favorite episode and as we're going as we're watching this whole thing i'm definitely it's changing every week, Barney. It's changing every week. I know. I mean, this is up there. Like to like right now, I think this is my favorite episode of. It's certainly what we've covered so far. Yeah, and I just said recently, like uh, at a con, they asked me, and I said the storm because we had just watched the storm. But <laughs> now uh-huh. someone asked me, I'm going to say the blue spirit. <laughs> week to week, you're totally right. Follow us on social media. I'm at Janet Varney on Twitter, at the JV Club on Instagram. You are at Dante Bosco basically everywhere, Everywhere, right? except for on TikTok, at Dante. Next week, we're going to be talking to the person responsible for making the Avatar first sound as magical as it does, sound designer Benjamin Wynn. We'll see everybody next Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If, ready PG.